Well, good evening and welcome to Sports on the Porch. Recorded live and unedited in the screen porch studio. Uh, it's, it's, You're tongue tied. It's, it's, been, it's, a, it's, it's been a while. I forgot what to say. Yeah. It's a, a little bit chilly out, too. Um, warmer than it's been. But I can oh, definitely yeah. guess where you've been and what you've been through and all the talking that you've gone through that yeah, we'll, we'll get I, into here. That words are hard for you. Words are hard. And, you know, I got a little, uh, you know, your, your voice gets raspy yep. the more you talk. And, and going through all the inter- I mean, the conversations that I've been going through yep. over the last couple of weeks um, or last week. Uh, it's certainly, you know, it's it's a an exhausting experience, I'll tell you. And but you know, I, I learned a lot. It's a it's a learning experience, and um, we'll get into that later. I just I don't I don't really want to talk about it right now. I'm not ready. Um, but that's I'm not going to rush it. I'm not going right, to push it. So but it's great to have you back. It's good to be um, back. It, as fun as it was to have Nathan um, fill in in the, sorry, big, the big chair. Nathan, Pack, Packer, backer, Nathan. Packer, what's a Packer? Yeah. Yeah. A team that's not playing football this oh, weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We'll get into that later. I mean, Vikings haven't played in a while, so we're used to that. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about the current events. Yeah. Let's not talk about past events. We knew we knew by what week that the Vikings weren't going to play in the playoffs. 16. 15. 15. I think 15. I mean, we had a chance. We, no, when we lost to Detroit. No, the Rams. Okay. The Rams. Game was the, the game. before the Detroit game? Was it before the Detroit? No, did, did the Rams were after Detroit. Well, I get it, but once we lost to Detroit, our percentage was way down. Like anyway, we still had a shot. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Just like uh, just like what's his face in uh, in Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. All Great right. line. So you're right. It is chilly out here, chillier than where I was last week. But um, what's the temp? It is 12 degrees Fahrenheit, which, according to the Wheaton Dumont, is negative 12 degrees Celsius. Isn't that interesting? It is. A little palindrome, actually. Well, not palindrome, because it would be negative 21. That's a point of palindrome, or something like that. positively negative 12 degrees out. It's the same. Um, Much colder last week, but also a little warmer for you. The wind uh, was getting us a bit last week, and we're, uh, what, one degree? So, Yeah. yeah. I mean, 11 degrees warmer, less wind yeah, this week. a lot less wind. I don't but I am wearing anymore. far less clothes. Well, you borrowed one. I, I was wondering why you asked me to bring one of my unitards that I wasn't planning on wearing. And I thought the polar bearskin unitard would be warm enough. It's Clearly, I'm wrong. Well, you're just not used to it. Yeah, and it doesn't look near as good on me. I, oh, I feel a little yeah, self-conscious, some, to be there's honest. There's some curves you. and things in the areas that yeah. just are whatever. Yeah. Um, but you can improve that by drinking whatever's in your cup. You got a bird on your can. I do. This is from the Lacrosse Distilling Company in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. All right. Yes. Just wanted to make sure. You bet. Um, it's a beer. It's <laughs> not. It's not a, a distilled liqueur or liquor. Yeah, because you've kind of been on that kick. So, um, and this distillery makes a. How do they make a beer at a distillery? I assume they've got the equipment to make beer. Yeah. So Um, anyway, I've got the Keeper Tuned Midwest IPA. Uh, Comes in at six point two percent ABV. Is a keeper a bird? Because that bird's staring at me. No, I'm just gonna say it's a a reference to maybe tractoring. 
in the Midwest IPA. Keep her tuned. But, uh, why is there a bird on there? That's their logo. Oh, the that's their, company logo. I see. That's their logo. Yeah. I'm I just going to let that bird stare at yeah, you. Yeah, that's though, creepy. It, it is really throwing you off your game, uh, which I, it's I appreciate. Just, it's looking right at me. You know, yeah. it doesn't even have eyes, no. but it's looking at me. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. How does it taste? It, it's a it's a fine IPA. It's it's not good. It's not great. Cat it's urine. right down the mill, middle. Cat urine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I like cat urine. Um, but you, my friend, have <sighs> breakfast in a can, a stack of blueberry pancakes. I do have. A, so if if you've ever wondered, if you took a stack of blueberry pancakes, you put some maple syrup on it. What are you going to have with your blueberry pancakes? Of course, some of us have a, a nice cup of Joe. Uh, I like coffee. coffee I like coffee with, with pancakes. my pancakes. You know, yeah. it's delicious. Well, you put that all together. You put it in a blender. You, you you maybe put some booze in it, and that's what you get. You get breakfast ale. This is by, uh, this is Paul and Babe's Breakfast Ale, 7.5 ABV. Uh, this is from Hop and Barrel. Hop and Barrel's in Hudson, Wisconsin. It is. Um, and so kind of some Wisconsin brews today. Uh, but this, uh, uh, so I thought when you poured this, mm-hmm. I don't pour my own beer. No. Um, I thought when you poured this that it would be a, a dark kind of milky uh uh, cloudy beer. Yeah, it's not at all. It's it looks like an amber ale. It does. And yeah, very it, caramely. In, car- in yes, caramel. Yeah. Um, and it's clear. It's it not yeah. cloudy. I mean, I would say that your beer, your IPA, is cloudier than mine. It is. And it. So if you've ever wanted to know what a blueberry pancake with maple syrup and coffee tastes like. Uh, and just a hint of coffee, by the way, not like overwhelming, no. uh, not like an espresso or something. Uh, it tastes like this is exactly what that would taste like. It's so good, yeah, isn't it? it yeah. It's, and it's smooth. It's delicious. Well and, done, uh, Hop and Barrel. Yeah, well done. Uh, you, you made a great, great beer. We know where Matt's stopping on the way home. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, that's delicious. Uh, I, I really, that's a, you know what I like to count as a porch pounder. And here we are, sports on the porch. Porchy's drinking porch powders. Not you. You're drinking cat urine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a team. Now that the Minnesota Vikings are done playing football uh, for the year, we've got a couple of teams that are showing some success, Josh. Do we get excited about this? I mean, are we allowed to? I And I say that because I don't know that Minnesota sports teams have earned the right for Minnesota sports fans to get optimistic. Yeah, I'm probably most optimistic every year about the Twins. You sure are, yeah. yeah. And I don't know that I will be this year. I'm just kind of down on the whole thing. You know what? Get back to me when you're in the playoffs for the Timberwolves and get back to me when you won a playoff series, Minnesota Wild. That's kind of where I'm at. And get back to me when you actually win another game, Minnesota Gopher men's basketball team. I mean, so okay, I get it, I get it, but the wolves are showing promise. I, I, I will say I'm more excited about the wolves right the, now than, really? than the wild. Um, but look at their records. The the wild yeah. are, I mean, far better than the wolves record wise. This is what the record that I thought the wild should have. So okay. I'm, I'm not, All I'm right. not wowed by that. But the wolves yeah. above 500. And being 47 games into the season, um, well past that halfway point, 
to be a game over 500 and uh, sitting in a pretty decent spot in the playoff race there. Right. I, I think that that's something to get excited about with the young team that they have. Right. So the Wolves, uh, which is interesting to me in the NBA, you have the Wolves that are, what did you say, one game over 500? Yep, 24-23. One game over 500, and that is a decent playoff spot where – if you were in NHL right now, one game over 500 does not get you that. Uh, I think you're still in the playoffs, but uh, it's you know you're, in, you're not at the a, bottom of the playoffs. I, I didn't mean decent in terms of okay. uh, top six. All right, good. I, I just meant they're decent the pl- as for the, the Wolves. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. which which is something new for and them. They're not like the tenth seed. Is there a player on this team that's been in the playoffs before? Patrick Beverly has. Um, He's the big one that jumps out to me. Um, other than that, it's... Uh, I think D'Angelo Russell has been... Cat um, was with, with uh, Jimmy Butler. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, there... But it's been a while. It, it Yeah, it has been. Yeah. But this, this team does have some uh, homegrown talent that is producing, which right. is very exciting. So, this, this team... Um, Again, there's a little bit more consistency going on, uh, and you know me. I don't really follow the NBA. Um, I I just uh, I find it to be all offense, no defense. So it it just doesn't do trip my trigger. But I know that you follow it because do you do fantasy basketball anymore? I don't okay. anymore. But yeah. I, I would be much more apt to do fantasy basketball compared to fantasy hockey. Oh well, sure. Yeah. Um, I did fantasy hockey last year. Yeah. And I was talking to uh, Brother Drew about this. And I'm picking up free agents. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I don't know. He's got a couple goals in the last two, three games. Let's give him a shot. Just no idea who the dude is. He's just just yeah. picking blind. Yeah. Picking blind. Unless he played for the Wild, no clue. Wow. I mean, I, and again, I, I, I probably. Uh, would be more apt to play fantasy hockey just because I'm a bigger hockey fan than I am a basketball fan. But and I do uh, enjoy the game of hockey more. Sure. Um, watching it. Yeah. I, I prefer to play basketball myself. Well, sure. You're you got that uh, you got that underhand uh, layup that yep, is the reverse, unbeatable. That's, it's, yeah. It, it's nobody it's can hard beat to it. Stop. Yeah. I I haven't ever been able to stop it. No. I I mean and if I you have, can't stop it. Well, I have to you know flagrant follow you in order to stop it, and yep. and that's pretty hard to say. Especially when I've got you um, twisted up after my crossover on True. the baseline into the underhand reverse layup. Yeah, and then I just do a belly option on three and yeah. take you out. And get a big whistle for that, but, you know, it's worth it. Um, so playoffs are still pretty decent amount of way. I mean, we, we've got a while to go. We do. And so, we've had some ups and downs in the Wolves season. Yes. But they made it through COVID pretty well and brought some players up. Um, that were on the bench on that. Sure. They got him to perform. So I think that that time um, kind of strengthened the team overall. Sure. So you think that uh, because we've had COVID and it's forced us to use some bench players uh, on a more regular basis, that we are seeing maybe a little bit more progression from our younger players or are less apt to start players, which makes us stronger, deeper, um, and just a better team overall. Uh, where maybe yep. some teams just didn't do that. 
Well, I, I don't know. I guess yeah. I, I don't watch enough NBA as a whole right. to, to, to make that assumption. But right. um, I know that it helps the Wolves. That's good. And that's really all we care about. Right. I mean, if it helped the Nets or it helped the 76ers, why would we care? Yeah. I mean, unless you're like a betting man and you got a little money on the line, mythically, right. of course. Because, yeah. uh, you know, sports betting is not legal in the state of Minnesota or Wisconsin. Yeah. Yet. Uh, yeah. It's coming. And then we can get our sponsorship and then we can stop betting mythically. That's right. Because well, we wouldn't want to break the law. No. Nope. So, speaking about hockey, <laughs> you like my transition there? Yeah, it's Still smooth. Getting, yeah. Just, wow. <laughs> like Kessler whiskey. Give this guy a week off and he falls apart. <laughs> Just Good don't know how to podcast anymore. Um, so, the Minnesota Wild. Now, you said that this is, and this is your quote, that this is the record you expected from them. Is mm-hmm. that is that correct? Yep. So they're 25, 12, no, 25, 10, and 3. Uh, but they have had a lot of games that are um, uh, not played because of COVID. So they are to their closest uh, uh, opponent in the, in the rankings. They do have four games in hand. So they have four games that they haven't played yet. Uh, so that means what, what that means is they have actually less uh, losses than the two teams ahead of them. Colorado Avalanche is leading our conference right now. Colorado Avalanche is just an amazing team. They are crazy right now. Yep they they beat the Wild. Was that on they beat the Wild four to three? Yeah, they yep. beat the Wild four to three. But the Wild came back and the Wild played them pretty hard. Toward the end of that game, and I think had the Wild played them that way throughout the game, uh, it would have been, um, I can't say it would have been a closer matchup because it was 4-3, to three, but uh, I, I can say that it would have been probably a better chance for the Wild to win that game, which would have been amazing. Um, but the Wild are in fourth place in the conference, uh, right in the playoff race. Uh, top eight get uh, playoffs. So, you know, they're in a decent spot. And the, if the playoffs were to start today, which they don't, Josh, the playoffs don't start today. They don't. But if they did, uh, the Wild would play the Stars, and that's a pretty decent matchup for us. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, it, it, I think it only looks, uh, only gets better here for this Wild. I feel like, uh, obviously, they got some players back that were injured. Um, and they're coming back. Eric Sinek came back, uh, really showing uh, uh, a lot of leadership on that line and is now uh, at least the game that I went to. Uh, I used my press pass uh, to go to the game. and How uh, to do that kind of thing. They were the starting line. Yeah. Um, and really just showing so much leadership. Scored a goal that game. Uh, it just was fantastic. How about uh, Marcus Foligno? Marcus Foligno, amazing. Oh, right. Uh, Seventeen goals. Yeah, this guy's this guy's come this guy's come out what, of his shoes. So he's thirty years old yeah. and he's playing the best hockey, at least offensively, of right. his career. Right. I mean, you've got you've got a lot of experience there, but that experience, a lot of times, it translates into slower speeds, maybe not as quick a reaction. And for him, he's finding the 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 spaces to go. Um, he's probably not as fast as he used to be, but there's a, there's a certain, um, 
je ne sais quoi. Yes. Uh, that uh, at least when they play the Canadians, there is. Well, of course there is, <laughs> and that's who they just played and beat them eight to two. It was amazing. How, how many je ne sais quoi's did he have against the, <laughs> the, the uh, Canadians? I, I I don't know, let, but let me let me, yeah, let me yeah. use the Google here. I'll I'll find this out. Well, uh, it was again. It was a dominating game, and I will tell you this: that. In since I've been watching the Wild, which is since their inception, um, I've it's been rare that we've seen dominant games like this. Uh, the other thing that I love about the Wild is that they have more dominant games like this, but they also have games where they're down one to nothing, two to nothing, which has been just a death sentence for them in the past, and it's no longer a death sentence. Mm-hmm. How many uh, je ne sais quoi's did he have? That's one je ne sais quoi against the Montreal Canadiens. Yes, that's so nice. Um, what? Did you just go Italian with it? Maybe. You don't know. I, it's Hey, it's still in Europe. Mainland Europe. It's so close to France. And Montreal. Well, Montreal gets their culture from hey, France. Randy McNally, come on. Let's move on yeah. with the podcast. Here. Well, all right. So we... We we have these games now that were the the wild, where they were one to nothing, two to nothing. Would that would be the death sentence? Then we could just turn off the TV. We didn't need to watch the game anymore. That's back when we could watch them on TV. Um, but we we could watch the game and we wouldn't have to watch anymore because uh, we know they would lose that game. That's not so true anymore. It's not true at all anymore. Um, I've seen a few games now, uh, more than a few where they have not scored the first goal or the, maybe not even the second goal. And, of course, you get down. But, boy, this team fights and claws back. And it's amazing to me how that's turned, how that ship yep. has turned right around and gone the other way. And and I remember we've remarked on that at least once or twice um, they, during the wild season yes. that they do have this kind of um, not going to die attitude. We're not going to roll over and, and, and play another day. We're going to give it our best to come back, and we think we can do it. Right. Being down two or three, big deal. Yeah. Well, and I, 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 I think that is obviously the biggest positive change for us. Now, of course, I did listen to the podcast from last week with you and Nathan, and uh, thank you, Nathan, for being part of it uh, and, and leading, leading it up. But, Somebody's got to corral me. It's it's hard. Yeah, yeah. I, listening to you by yourself, it's just Ugh. like it's watching a monkey make love to a football. You know, it's just not, and it just fumbles everywhere. Yeah. So the although I did like the moment last week when you froze, like literally froze. <laughs> literally, I did froze. <laughs> that was like fun. the whole thing just froze. <laughs> I, the brain, the eyes, the mouth. I thought my Spotify had messed up, <laughs> but it, it wasn't my Spotify. But it, it was cold. But then, then I did battle through, and you did. somehow we did fifty-two minutes or some damn I thing out here. I don't know how you. It did was it. cold. Yeah, it's kind of nice out right now. Um, I don't know about that. So, this is a team. Now you said on the podcast that this is show me a playoff win or series series. Uh, show me a series win. Yeah. Uh, playoff series win. Well, I think they're going to show you that. I mean, this team, this team has that gamer instinct, uh, and I, I don't want to pick one player or another because Kaprizov certainly isn't that player. Uh, he will lead a team, uh, but he'll lead it in the sense that he scores points, maybe not 
via goals. He scores points via assists. Um, he feeds the puck more than he takes shots, which I think is a sign of a great, great player. Um, they don't need him to be this the goal leader of that team. And yet he's third on the team in goals, or right. tied for second, actually, tied for with, second. with Felino. Right. So, um, and, and, and I think... Pretty much. I, so I, I went to the game against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, On you, Hockey Day, Minnesota? Hockey Day, Minnesota. Where'd you sit? Oh, uh, these beautiful people seats. It, it, it was, the press pass? Yeah. I, I, well, I... know you got upgraded. I did. From I, the press pass. Well, because they recognized me um, when I got there. Yeah. There, hey, wait, what? wait, hold on. You, we're not going to put you up here in the press box next to Bob Kurtz and... And no, what's his face? It's too far away. No, uh, we're gonna put you in Tom Reed. Yeah. Um, we're gonna we'll put you down. We got some seats down in uh, down right behind the sin bin. So sat down behind the sin bin. Yeah. Uh, you know, yelled some profanities at Patrick Kane. Um, he's a jerk. I don't. He's probably a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, you guys aren't getting together for Thanksgiving Day. No, apparently not. I no. think, yeah, I mean, we were, but now that's been canceled. Yeah. I got a tweet. Um, but anyway, I'll, uh, this is this is my takeaway. My big takeaway from Kaprizov is that just watching when he's on the ice, he is so, like, he sees the puck three or four steps ahead of mm-hmm. where it actually is. Mm-hmm. And you can see that because he is positioning himself in a manner that you're like, where the heck is he going? And then all of a sudden he gets the puck and he's there mm-hmm. in that position that nobody thought that's where he should be. Right. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden he goes skating by and everyone's going the other way. Well, he sees the play developing like three or four steps. Could you come up with an overused analogy to describe that for me? I don't think I could. I think. Uh, I, I have one in mind. Well, I'd love to hear it. Is he playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers? Oh, I like that. You're right. He is. And and he's the bishop or I don't know. He's the queen? No, that's not right. Huh. I don't know. He's the he... rook. Oh. The rook, the rook is sneaky. Yeah. Can, and it can flop places with yeah. the king. It, you yeah. Didn't see that coming, did you? Didn't. No, you didn't. And, and he does a lot of that. And that's so interesting to me to watch. But it's a sign of an excellent player. It's a sign of somebody who's beyond his, uh, beyond the skill set of most of the people on that ice. And I think actually he was maybe feeling a little under the weather or something that game because he was slower than I expected him to be. And you could kind of see that he's maybe favoring a foot or something, but it was just, it was not maybe. Did he have maybe a body injury? He might have had a body. I don't know if it was upper or lower. No. But it was a body. It could have been. The new NHL. It's just a body, body injury. injury. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he had a body injury. Yeah. There was something going on, but it was it was just when he would turn it on, it would be absolutely amazing to watch. And he is so fast and he's like I said, he's so ahead of the play. Um and then he also is very aware, but like many other players are where everybody else is. So I'm excited to see this team go. Uh and I think you will get your playoff series win. I, w- I would like that. So, do you have any concern? It's almost like you said the four games in hand is a positive. It and is. from the record standpoint, it is. But now you're adding those four extra games at the end of the year. Nope. 
Oh no, it's over we're the not, uh, Olympic we're, we're, break. We're, That's right. Well, and we are adding them in in quick quick succession. So if you see the number of games right. that they will be playing in February, it's quite a bit more. Well, not quite a bit more, but it's more than the what they would normally play in a month. So and it's a shortened month anyway. But um, so they'll be playing like games where they play, um, you know, one one night and then two nights later they'll play another one. But they did that against the Blackhawks. They played a home and home. So that's, I mean, that's Friday night, Saturday night. Um, and you can, you can see that that's exhausting for both teams. Chicago looked a little bit more refreshed because Chicago sucked an egg on Friday night. So they saved themselves for Saturday night. But they came out and they, they dominated the first period and a half. But the Wild found their edge and, and was able to get out there. So, yeah, it, it's going to be difficult. You're right. Those four games are not going to be easy to make up. But I think the Wild, given where they are right now and how they're playing right now, this is the perfect time to put those four games back in. Um, if it were at the end of the season, that would be rough because then you mm-hmm. go into the playoffs yep. kind of exhausted. Right, so, right. Yep, get uh, them in now. But I'm okay. excited. I'm excited to see this uh, how this season progresses. Um, big news today, Josh. Big news. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm a little disappointed because I didn't get the phone call, but, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird that they announced who the new GM was before letting all other candidates know, but... Right. I, well, yeah, they should have let all other candidates know, I, and I did not. I, I checked. I checked my voicemail. I checked everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get a... I didn't get no. a call. So who beat you out, Matt? Well... It, uh, uh, I'm going to let you pronounce the name because I, I've been struggling with it all day. Quasi Adolfo Mensa. Quasi Adolfo Mensa. Yeah. Uh, but I think they call him Quay. I think his friends do. Quay. Yeah. You, you, wow. You're, well, I'm who knows? Friend. Hey, he might bring you on board. Yeah, he uh, might. Maybe. Be a, the assistant GM. Head to coach. The, Water boy. I mean, there's things like that that are open on the squad here. Well, it's just a I, lot of openings. I, I, I much rather prefer like head coach or I mean, assistant GM would be fun. Yeah. I, I don't know that I want to be the water boy. Yeah. No, no, general right. manager to the water boy. Oh, general. Okay, I, yeah. I'll take that one. Yeah, I, I like that. Or assistant yeah. general manager to the water yeah. boy. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, it's better. You don't want to be leading up all that water. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. A lot of. Res- I just don't want that. Yeah, how um, do you shoot the Gatorade or water in their mouth through the helmet? And there's all the different face masks that they have. You don't. You can't handle that kind of responsibility. That's too. Let's you got to study all that. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you, do you, I don't even like the foosball. No. Yeah, the devil. So, I'm excited. I didn't know a ton about this this gentleman, but certainly like what other important people have said about him. And, right, the, we're making these opinions and claims. We don't know, right? He's got to get into things. He's got to make the moves. He's We've got to see it on the field. But coming from San Francisco Super Bowl days to Cleveland Browns turnaround and no they didn't live up to the hype this year but they were trending in the right direction not being the Browns of history so I'm looking forward to that and I I like his approach at least what he says his approach is going to be and you know kind of that that teamwork and and you know really 
analyzing things and um you know it, it's all just part of kind of making the decision true I, I so i have several questions for you i know you don't have the answers we're just going to start out that way right now can i, I make don't. all all the answers like i do everything else in the podcast yes I, all i want is your opinion which okay. is normally wrong but Perfect. i want your opinion yes um first question does the Minnesota Vikings now become, say, a quote-unquote moneyball team? This guy is economic-based. Uh, that's where his that's where his education lies. Uh, he likes analytics. Uh, do we become a moneyball team? I'm going to say that we're going to be somewhere in the middle. Uh, of that so we're not going full Oakland A's on it and trying sure. to compare baseball to football is a little bit challenging yeah it's that's that so I I think that it's it's good, going to be more data driven um than it has been but that's not to say that it wasn't already kind of that way well, anyway that so was, that's, it, that leads that, into my next question was Spielman just a shoot from the hip kind of GM or was he data-driven himself? No, I, I think that he took in some data, and I do think that he had kind of that team approach. And certainly with that, hired a lot of good people around him in the front office. Right. That sounds like they're going to stick around, and, and Quasey's excited for that. Yes. So I think there's already the, the good team in place, and you don't need to scrap the whole thing and bring in all new people. There's going to be continuity there, which I think is going to be a plus it's a different voice and a different approach which is what i'm excited about we're going to be looking at things differently and hiring um Quasi is not your traditional football guy right it he's not john lynch not. who's had success with the 49ers right. but he's not john lynch he's not john elway he's not all of these other guys who have been in football right. forever, right? He's been in it for he 10, 11 years. He doesn't come up from the scouting. Uh, he's had to learn the scouting aspect. Uh, today in his press conference, he uh, what was the guy's name that he gave a ton of credit to, uh, Alan Barry or Barry Allen. That, no, that's a flash. Um, but he gave a lot of credit learning being forced, not forced, but encouraged and re required, probably is a better word, to learn that those aspects of the game, um, to come up with his own uh, analytics and, and, and thoughts on players um, and decisions like that, even though he wasn't the general manager or even the assistant general manager. Uh, so he said he learned so much. Uh, he credited a lot to uh, learning a lot from Bill Parcells, which... You know, Zim was a huge follower of Bill Parcells. They they talk and texted more than people know. Um, this is all promising for me. Uh, my follow-up question, the Moneyball question, yeah. uh, is a walk as good as a hit? Yeah. Yeah, see? So there you go. Um, my other question... When nobody's on base. Well, right. Uh, my other question is we have now... We have some needs on this team, and we all know we have needs. Uh, obviously, our head coach... Are we still talking about the Vikings? We are. Okay. Not the Oakland A's. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're a team that is without a head coach right now. Um, 
where do you think we go in direction of because he said today that the head coach will be a uh, part of the decision making in player personnel decisions mm-hmm. uh, draft free agent all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. integral part he wants everybody's opinion I love that I don't want to insinuate that that's not what Spielman did because mm-hmm. we don't want to go down that road well I think, I'm pretty sure he took Zim's opinion and I need another cornerback right <laughs> I'm right. pretty sure but, uh, Zim had, yeah. had his opinions uh, uh, taken into consideration uh, maybe more than <laughs> they should have been but <laughs> and, and and certainly when you look at Zim you don't say no uh, okay but let's let's move on from that. Who do we get, or what, not who, not specific names, unless you know, I want you to break it here. I got three names. All right, give me your three names. And they're all involved this weekend. And oh. I'm going to give them in order of what I would like to see happen. So, first one. So, wait, this is your first choice. Yes. Why don't we start with your third choice? Can we start third, with... Third choice is going to be D'Amico Ryan's... Uh, Defensive coordinator for the 49ers. All right. Um, so defensive-minded again. Is that yeah, a mistake? Defensive-minded. Uh, linebacking. Uh, he was a linebacker for the Texans yeah. uh, in his playing days. And he has the 49ers defense playing extremely well for the talent that they have. They and shut he, down the Green Bay you know, Packers. Uh, so would I mind it if he's the head coach? No. No, that's that's fine. I'm, I'm good with all three of these guys. Let me let me. Phrase it like that. Sure. Um, and then Raheem Morris would be number two, the old Bucks head coach that had a miserable time in Tampa and uh, bounced around for a bit and now is the defensive coordinator for the Rams. Another defensive-minded coach. And he said that he wasn't ready for being a head coach when he got the Tampa job. Sure. But he's learned a lot, and he's really progressed in his leadership, and he's ready again. So I would— I would, if we're going defensive-minded guy, I'd like him because he's done it before, and he can learn from what his limitations were, where he went wrong last time, and he's walking into a ready-made 500 team, not a ready-made right. two-win Bucks team. Right, exactly. And number one, uh, Kevin O'Connell. All right. The uh, offensive coordinator for for Sean McVay's Rams. Right. Uh, former quarterback, third-round pick. Um, was that like 2008? The dude's not that old. He's like mid-30s. And he has a, a connection to Kirk Cousins um, back in his Washington days. If we keep Kirk, fine. If not, it means nothing to me, that, that connection. But it, it's there if we do keep Kirk. Right. And if we move on from Kirk, totally cool. But uh, I'm kind of excited to have an offensive mind um, on the team. It's, and it's been some time. They've found a way to get Cooper Cup, their best player, the football a ton. Right. That, and that's what I want to see. Find a way to get Justin Jefferson the ball a ton. Okay, but let's let me just pause for a moment there. It's it's there's an there's a contention here on who our best player is because we have, if not the number one, the number two running back in the league. He's a running back. All right. All right. I mean, because with your theory that because this is a pass-first pass league, um, that we, uh, that running back doesn't, well, I mean. 
Running backs are far more interchangeable than wide receivers. All right. A difference-making stud wide receiver that can catch the ball on third and eight and get the first down and keep that drive moving is far more valuable and harder to find than a running back. These running backs in the NFL, they're all pretty damn good. Some certainly are better than others. Some just get way more opportunities than others just by the scheme or whatever that is. But they're still running backs. They're still running backs, and I, I think that we've seen it this year more than almost any other year, that running backs in the NFL are dang near interchangeable. All right. I I, I don't... Look, look at the Rams. Look at the Rams. So they started out with, right. with Henderson as their running back yeah. because Akers tore his Achilles, and he started out hot. And they're like, uh, we, we got to bring in uh, Sony Michelle. You know, he's going he's gonna to carry us. So he carried them for uh, 10 games as kind of the lead back. Right. And, and now Cam Akers is back, and that's all we, we've seen in the playoffs. So just give right. me the best guy for, for the moment. We're going to run them into the ground, and they're all, they're all very talented players, but they're just far more interchangeable. All right. Well, who do you think of those three choices? And I know you don't know them, but again, remember, I'm only asking your opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not for facts. So, Nathan, you're not allowed to fact check this. Um, but who do you think of those three choices works the best with our new general manager from what the, from the very little you know about him? I mean, I I'm going to go Kevin O'Connell. Okay. Because I want the offensive mind. I want okay. that. We've gone so many years with Zim, Leslie Frazier. We, we've been on the defensive side yeah, of the we, ball. Having talented offensive players mixed in there with... We had Chili a, Davis for a while. Yeah. Uh, what? Brad Childress. Yeah. Chili Brad Davis. Chil- yeah. The kick-ass offense. Yeah. <laughs> It, again, it was for a year. It, it was it was a kick-ass offense. There was uh, there were players that we still talk about today on that team. Um, and do you remember the defense much? I mean, it was still a strong yeah, defense. Yeah. Uh, I think this team does better in this era. So I'm going to harken back all the way to the '98 Vikings, which is the best Vikings team in my lifetime. And that defense was good. Yes, and they. Created a lot of turnovers, had yes. a lot of sacks. You that know was why? Keith Millard. No, Millard wasn't on that. No, team. no. was that not Keith Millard? No, was that Jerry John, Allen? No. So <laughs> the offense was so good, and they would get up three touchdowns on teams, and, and the, the, the other teams are just you know we got to pass, we got to come back, right. and that changes the game. It does. You're right. Because the defense can the, the defensive line can just pin their ears back and go right at the quarterback because they know they're not gonna have, be run at, right? So the Chiefs struggled this year more than people thought in the regular season. The offensive wasn't really going well. Right. Things right. didn't look good there. They were kinda out of sorts. Then the offense got got going. They started scoring points and now what comes along with that? Their defense looks pretty darn good too. They do. And, but their defense you know, looks good because of the offense. That's what I think. I, I think that in today's NFL, a good offense can create a much better defense for you. And maybe that's what a, a bit of what the Packers had going. They had, what to, to Nathan and I's conversation last week, defensive players playing much better than, than they 
anticipated or right. really thought. But when you're leading in most games by double-digit points, right. the defensive side of the football is a bit different. It is. So let's get away from the, we're going to grind it out, we're going to run the football, we're going to play it close, but we're going to win it on defense. Right. Mentality. No, let's get up on them, let's score some points, and then let our defense play a little bit looser. Right. And make turnovers. Have a little more fun. Yeah. And that's what it's a sport, right? Let's right. have some fun. Yeah, they're they're out there to have fun, get paid, but have fun. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, uh, last question for you, because I know you were at the press conference today. I saw you on TV. Uh, thanks for doing Quasi, that, Quasi. One more. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, I, I don't talk to I, sports on the porch. I, I, he'll be on the podcast, I'm sure. Porchy, uh, we don't have time for you right yeah. now, Porchy. Sorry, Porchy. Um, but he said in there that he's going to. Uh, Sorry, I've got a little sniffles, uh, a little choked up about all this. But um, he said that he was going to start contacting players today, after right after the press conference. Mm-hmm. How many do you think he got to today? Just throw a Twelve. Number. Twelve? Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Uh, all the offense except uh, they won on the defense. All right, good. Um, well, that's our Vikings news for the day. Playoffs. We're going to wrap this in with our picks from last week so we had a meeting a podcast meeting yep. with corporate in regards to your mythical betting you Guido was in the corner I, I just want to let that be known that Guido was in the corner well right but let's 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 just say that the the, the meeting surrounded was surrounded around um, or was about you asking for an additional bump Hey, getting six right in a weekend yeah. is is very commendable and job well done by me, especially coming off my poor historical experience. Right, but the well, yeah, yeah that. Although, if you just turn around your experience, it becomes exactly what we saw out of you in the first week of the playoffs. But I'll tell you this, Josh, it is also it's the wild card week, right? Wild card weekend, probably some of the easiest games to pick. I was picking them against the spread. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, I, I, I wasn't picking I winners it. here. I get it. All right, so we've we've agreed. We're going to give you a bump. Yep. You get a hundred bucks per game. So an extra six I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll quit my lobbying, my whining, and my angry letters. Edit letters to the editors. <laughs> We're going to need you to sign that form that yeah. I put in front of you too. Um, but so you started that week out with four hundred. Um, you then won all your games. You bet 200 per game. <coughs> Excuse me. And then you uh, get an extra 100. So now you are sitting at 2,200. 2,200. Then you went 50-50. I did. So, you, know, you lost 2-1-2. Two, two. Yep. So I came into the year with $2,000. You are now Mythical. 200. Yes. And so now I am $200 to the positive. You are. I'm not only out of the hole and out of the hawk because I came in with that two thousand and I was well into the hawk for a while. You it were. was Guido was getting pretty rough. Guido doesn't normally you know, I don't want people to think that Guido comes to every podcast. He doesn't. He doesn't like the cold. He doesn't like sitting in the porch and watching two people talk at each other. He does he likes to go and have a you know scotch or, or whatever. But you made him come here. I I know. And that's why I'm so excited. Um 
you know, I sent him a Christmas gift, said, hey, buddy, hope you're doing well. I'll do better. And yeah. you know what? I turned it around. You did. And I am now into the house's money. You you are. And 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 this is this is not what we've seen from you this year. So let's talk about last week's games. Uh, I want to save my favorite for last. But uh, the best game of the weekend, by far, best game of the weekend, Kansas City against the Bills. Whoever had the ball last. Whoever had the ball last. Do you think? Because everybody saw this game. They had a uh, they, they they had one of some of the highest ratings of any NFL football game ever, um, and fifty one million people saw it. So I know every single one of our listeners saw it. Um, uh, so, do you think that this game and the result of this game changes playoff rules uh, for overtime? They they've changed. They they've you used to uh, could win the game with a field goal, and now they've gone to win a game with a touchdown. If you're going to get the ball first, you got to score a touchdown to right. win the game. Right. You can't just go down and kick the field goal to win. But so I I think that if you're going to change overtime rules, it's going to need to look something like college football. Oh, I and hate I just, college football. I, I like college football's overtime. I, I, don't. I think that it's fun. 25 yards? In, in the NFL, 25 yeah. yards is way different than in college football. So I just don't think that you can f- really find a way when you're doing a coin flip and having the fair ups. You know what? Do better in, in, in regular time then. Win the damn thing in regular time. Okay, but if, if you're If you don't want to leave it up to a coin flip. So regular season playoff rules. Uh, re- I'm sorry. Regular season overtime rules are what? Same. Same, a- except it can end in a tie. Right, but there's in, only in the, ten minutes, right, instead of fifteen. But it does in the playoffs. It can't end in a tie, well, so it doesn't that. matter how much that. time you have. So why don't why why can't it be this? Each team gets an opportunity to touch the ball on offense. Okay. Then sudden death. Sure, I guess. But I suppose uh, then, yeah. You then know what? Because then you get an on, you get the opportunity. Hey, we don't want them to touch the ball again. We're going to do an onside kick or or something. both teams have to start at the twenty-five, their own twenty-five. If Why you're don't we do that, there's no 35. kickoffs. Thirty, and then it just becomes weird. You're taking kickoffs out of football. Like if you're going to get rid of kickoffs, period. Okay, fine. Every right. time you get the football, you right. start at the twenty-five. Okay, that's fine. You're starting that way in overtime. But I don't want the rules to get so weird. Like I brought up college football. Like, that's crazy weird. That's just not how football works. Yes and no. And I just don't think that unless if you're going to go to that crazy weird standpoint, just don't touch it. You know what? It's it's a – both teams have a 50-50 or some would say 49-51 chance – of the heads and tails, yeah, right? But a chance of that's not how I want to. Pl- that's not how I want to play a play a game, though. I don't want to play a game by chance. I don't want to play a game by by Vegas odds. I want to play a game that matches. Now, I get it. All they have to say is Buffalo's defense. Just all they had to do is stop Kansas City's offense, and then they get the ball back. Then they, you know. Uh, then it's a different game, right? I understand that. It's it's it. That part makes sense to me. Um, 
so yeah, I, I again just wanted to throw that question out there. Does it uh, does it change? I, I don't I don't want one game to one epic game right. to change rules drastically right. because I unless if there's some really good viable things that you're doing in the regular season, don't just make some crazy change for the playoffs. Right. Yeah. I, I'll give that do to it, you. Do it in the regular season for a year, and then that continues into the playoffs, and then yeah. you can kind of switch things up again and have like a little bit different rules. Yeah. But you can't just come up with some weird, wacky uh, rule in the the playoffs. Right. The only change now is the game can't end in a tie, and obviously it can't. We need a winner to advance in the playoffs. We do. We do. You're. You're. I. I. That's. That's not the the argued point. But I think it's just to, to maybe make it a little bit more fair. Um, second favorite game of the week was the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim playing at Tampa Bay and the almighty Tom Brady. Um, this was a game that uh, it, it, re- it reminded you of that uh, that Patriots, uh, Patriots Falcons. Falcons Super, Super Bowl. Bowl yeah. And then suddenly Tom Brady's bringing him back from the brink. And But in this one... The right team won. The right team won. I mean, the Rams got out ahead. They 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 pushed and they kept them kept Tampa Bay at bay. Um, see how I did that? Yeah, he's stuttering now. So then you have Tom Brady, you know, following the script to the NFL and coming back and making a, a show of it. It's not a game. It was a show. And then, but I think the right team prevailed. So happy for Matthew Stafford, by the way. That was. The game that I wrestled with the most in the picks. Sure. I just didn't think that Tom Brady had the horses in the wide receiver core to make it happen. Yeah, missing one, like uh, somebody named Anthony or Antonio. Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. Yeah, it just... And I talked myself into picking the um, weaponed reduced Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Tom Brady's done it before with lesser weapons than yes, what he's had. At least right. he had your argument and, and Evans. Yep. And I'm like, all right, fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. They're at home. I'll I'll give the points. And, and their running back was is decent. You know, he came back and the the old guy, what's his face? Fournette. Leonard Fournette, yeah. Leonard Fournette, uh, for an Coming old guy. Off injury yeah. And, yep. Scores a touchdown. Uh, Two? scores uh, yeah, and scores a tying touchdown. So So I I just think that the Rams were the better team, and I, agree. He, I should have given them more credit right um, into that game. And you know, we've all been under the Tom and Bra- Tom Brady effects for twenty years, yeah. twenty two, three years. So yeah. Follow up question to this, real quick. Uh, just yes or no? Tom Brady retire? No. All right. Uh, then the boring game of the week, in my opinion, but uh, sort of the game that really doesn't matter. Although maybe you have a different opinion. This is Cincinnati against Tennessee. Yeah, I liked this game. I thought this game was entertaining. Yeah. It, it, low scoring. Uh, I thought it was a little bit more of a, how the Titans wanted to play. But the Bengals showed that they could play the Titans game and beat them at it. Right. And I was, I'm excited for that. The Bengals. I'm, I, I, 
I really like that team and what Burrow brings in with those three stud wide receivers, a solid tight end, good running back. There's me playing fantasy football, right? But they've got a pretty good defense that's come on very well over the last couple of years. Can they stop? And, and, and we'll get into this in, in their picks, but the question is, and you don't answer it because it's rhetorical at this point, but can they stop the juggernaut of Kansas City Chiefs? Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs seem to become that juggernaut uh, that they weren't in the regular season. Uh, my my favorite game of the week uh, was the other two, but you know, the one that I enjoyed, I think, the most, at least the last two minutes. I'm going to abstain from this conversation because I didn't get to see any of the game. I was at an escape room in Mall of America. I got stuck and we eventually worked our way didn't out. Did you have a phone? You could watch it on your phone. The Yahoo played it for yeah. free. Um, I was at a Minnesota Wild game and yeah. I watched the game. Yeah, it was a little bit different. Not set. the whole yeah. game. Just and then I had to drive home in the snow. and So we listened to it on the radio. Yeah. But I just want to reserve um, all my comments on this. I just so share. so uh, I'll, I'll let you pontificate. Yeah, oh, all right. So I did listen to your podcast. Uh, if I was not mistaken, I, I felt like maybe that you've um, gone to the dark side. Because uh, you you were pretty high in the Packers and, and on Aaron Rodgers and immunization and uh, things like that. Uh, you and Nathan were kind of get buddy-buddy on and laughing a lot on your Packer talk. Uh, you and your Matthew LaFleur and all those people on the green and gold. Let me tell you something, mister. I predicted this. I predicted this weeks ago on this very podcast that the Green Bay Packers, your new favorite team, you what? traitor, <laughs> the, the, Green, the Green Bay Packers were a paper champion. They were going to lose in the first game of the playoffs, whatever their first game was. I said that. And I believe Nathan might have been here. And I believe Nathan might have been bad. I'll bet you. I don't think we bet, but we should. I'm going to go back and listen. I don't normally listen to this podcast because I don't like it, but I'm going to go back and listen. Actually, I do like it. but um, <laughs> So I was right. Nathan was wrong. They lost. And again, all Packer fans will say the same thing. Who did the Vikings play? Well, we're not going to talk about the past because the Vikings weren't in the playoffs. If that wasn't obvious to you, then you've got worse problems of being a Packer fan. Because you can't see, you can't read a paper that the Vikings didn't actually play. Did the, the Packers play? Yeah, they did. And they lost. They lost. And they lost. And they lost in the last two minutes of the game. Uh, and the Packers fans, and I think the Green Bay Packers, I don't know. They're blaming their special teams. Now, I understand. You didn't see the game. I have only seen highlights or lowlights of the uh, of the, re- or the rest of the game because I was at a Minnesota Wild game. But the special teams, uh, they had a block field goal and a block punt that was run back for a touchdown. Okay, I get it. That Those are, those are big mistakes, right? Uh, those are big mistakes that cost them the game. But what really cost them the game is you have uh, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You have arguably one of the best running backs in the NFL and arguably one of the best, if not the best, wide receivers in the NFL. 
and then you all want to say you all want to argue that uh, Aaron Rodgers is is, in, is a viable goat candidate, which he's not. Okay, um, but you want to you want to talk about all those pit players, and I understand that San Francisco has a decent defense, but they Aaron Rodgers and those people and those gallery of folk on his team couldn't score more than 10 points against that team. So can I ask a question to you? Yes. Did the 49ers win that game or did the Packers lose that game? That's a great question. Um, Again, it's tough to answer because I didn't see the entire game. Like I said, I've only seen highlights uh, just as my research project for the podcast. But um, this is this is a tough question because Green Bay's offense should have put up more points. You were playing at home. You were playing in your elements. It was snowing. It was cold. Um, you have your home crowd. This is the time where you should just be uh, pummeling the other team offensively. And you didn't. You just didn't. Um, now, your defense stepped up, or at least... Uh, in this instance, maybe they didn't step up because you were playing against Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy G is a, maybe a manageable quarterback. Maybe. I've seen his playoff stats for quarterbacks that have started like five games or some some significant number of playoff games, and he's basically last in all um, passing categories. It's yeah, and it's and, and he's just he, he's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful human you being. You would. Uh, yeah, in a heartbeat. But he's just, he's not, he's not that caliber of quarterback. So I don't know what happened. I don't know what was said in the locker room or, or whatever was going on. Everyone says that Aaron Rodgers was trying trying too hard. Well, this is a Hall of Fame quarterback in a in a playoff game. Look, if you're going out there and you're trying too hard, you really don't deserve to be in the conversation of GOAT. Or, I, or I guess I would hope that my quarterback tries too hard. <laughs> well, but he'd be trying to yeah. push the ball in places they shouldn't go. Yeah. He, he, he can do that. He can, but that he doesn't but have the, to. The, the field maybe didn't allow it. Um, I, be, look, looking at the stats, right? Sure. Aaron Jones, the running back that you mentioned as, as being one of the best in the NFL, he had um, 100 and some yards receiving, right? He was right. Their, their best receiving option, and he had, yeah, he had that long 75-yarder. But that seems to me to be the uh, – just the offense didn't get going. Once the snow started co- going on that field, and we're like, all like, well, Green Bay, this is what they want. This, this is, is their element. This is, this is their advantage, and they did not take advantage of their advantage. So – I would say that I'm going to land on the Packers lost this game much more than the 49ers did enough to win it. You know what? And I, I think that I think that you have a great point there, and that is probably right. But you know what? I'm just happy that the Packers lost. See, this is what happens when you become a fan of a team. They lose. So keep liking the Packers. I do like that part. Uh, it's, a, it's a great bonus. Um, so we got games this weekend real quick. Cincinnati at Kansas City. Big spread. Kansas City's favored by seven. For for an AFC championship game, seven is a big spread. But, again, Kansas City is a juggernaut, especially in playoffs. 
I so want this to be another fun shootout game. And I do see it as such, but I see it more of a 42-28, uh, 42-31 variety. Um, so so to it's the a Chiefs shootout favor. to a certain degree, but then the Chiefs just take off. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the, right. the, the comeback falls short uh, for the Bengals. All right. Um, but I think that we're going to see another fun, entertaining game there. So uh, give me the Chiefs, and I'll, I'll take that one for uh, 500. <laughs> you, get a bit of, you get a little ahead of the house, and you start going big. Well, hey, I want to get a nice vacation like you and Guido had last All week right, well, for uh, your hey, interviews. interviews. Um, now you have the next game is the California Bowl, which is the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim. Uh, this is three and a half Los Angeles yep. Rams of Anaheim. And I wrestled with this one just as much as I wrestled with um, the the Tampa uh, Rams game last week. And I'm going to go with my gut on this one, which I didn't last week. And I'm going to take the 49ers. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, oh. I think that there is... Shanahan magic kickins is going to happen and it's it, is it a close game it's, it's going to be a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl that we saw a couple years ago alright and what are you laying it's, down it's, it's a close game and I'm not even going to say that they win by much but they, they win I get points I just don't know what it is but give it to me for 400 400 Alright, and uh, you missed it last week because Nathan was running the show, but what's in your bowl? Hey, Nathan, I've been we ex- do what's in your bowl every week. I've been excited to I'm give not- this one to you for a while. Pick this up at Costco. This is Honeycrisp Apple Pie, and I know what a fan you are of Honeycrisp Apples and Apple Pie. And this is a granola cereal, my friend, so give this a shot. Finger that bowl. All right, Nathan, we do this every week, and we're not calling it crappy cereal section. There's the crunch. There's the apple flavor. There's real apples in there. There is? That's pretty good. You know, It's a fancy cereal from Costco. I'm going to say that this thing, although there is some heft to it and a decent size, right, 24 ounces, it was probably like 7 8 bucks. So if you like apple crisp, and I know there's a lot of people out there that like it, Yep. This is a cold version of Apple Crisp. Yep. It's so good. It's pretty good. Without the gooeyness. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So could you make an Apple Crisp or Crumble topping with this? You know how that's kind of a granola topping? Could you use this and double up on your apple? You could. Wow. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So do that, people. Go out and pick it up today. All right. Well, this has been a great, great to be back. We've gone longer than you went last week. I'll tell you how much after the podcast. But um, It's not a competition, Matt. It's a competition. Okay. It's always a competition. Um, so, you know, Vikings, obviously good Vikings news. So, Skull Vikings, way to go. Uh, good cho- choice of a GM, I think. Let's go so, to the Howl. Uh, yeah, and Timberwolves, keep it up. Uh, Let's go wild. Yeah, baby. Uh, and Gophers, provide us a win, and we'll give you a shout-out. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.